the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls. Over the last few years, I have built a business that allowed me to quit my nine to five, spend more time with the ones that I love, and live my best life. Now, I'm sharing everything I learned along the way with you. Each week, my guests and I will share actionable tips, tangible advice, and honest conversations to help you build your dream business. So get ready to take notes and put in the work because this girl means business. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of the Girl Means Business podcast. This is episode 43, and in continuing our Healthy Habits series, we are chatting today with Jennifer from Your Everyday Style. She is a wardrobe stylist on a mission to make style simple for women at every stage. And today we are having an honest, amazing conversation about the importance of taking care of yourself and making sure that you not only feel your best, but that you look your best. And I have to say, this is one of my favorite interviews to date because I went into this having really no idea what to expect from the conversation with a stylist, fashion stylist, and how it relates to business. But when we started talking about how important it is to dress to not necessarily impress, but to feel really good about yourself, it opened up a world of conversation that we just dove into. And I touch a little bit about this in the interview, but this really resonated with me because we talk a lot about going from working a nine to five job where you're required to dress up and wear nice clothes and pantsuits or dresses or heels or whatever it might be, depending on your job to working for yourself and working from home. And you are now living off of yoga pants and t-shirts and house shoes or comfortable clothes. And so finding that middle ground of how to work from home, run your own business and still look good and feel good about yourself is a fine line that I think we really kind of touch a lot on in this interview. And I have to say from my own experience after this interview, I have been really paying attention to what I wear on a daily basis. I've been making a better effort to find clothing that makes me feel good, that's comfortable, that I will actually get up and put on every day. And it does make a huge difference in how I feel every single day. So I'm going to go ahead and let Jennifer get started on the interview because she says it way better than I do. But here is my interview with Jennifer from Your Everyday Style. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you today. So tell us you, who you are, tell us about your story, kind of how you got into what you're doing now. So I have a business called Everyday Style, and I'm actually an accidental wardrobe stylist. Growing up, this was never my passion. This is not what I did. I didn't have dreams of growing up to to style women all over the world. But I ended up, I used to work in the restaurant industry, training, opening new restaurants, training new employees all over the country. And I needed a job that got me off the road, and I was in one place for a while. So I started working for Chico's back when I was about 20, say 25, 26. So I was much younger than the Chico's demographic. Um, But I was in charge of opening new stores, training employees there. And the first thing that 
I learned at Chico's was how to dress the four body types. And I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked because I've always had kind of a difficult body to dress. I like clothes. I, I like clothes a lot. I like to shop. It was always the thing we did growing up. But a lot of the clothes that I love didn't love me back. And so it was sort of a frustrating experience. So when I started working at Chico's and I learned the four body types. I learned that it wasn't me. I wasn't bad. My body wasn't wrong. It was just the pants that I was trying to put on my body. And when I learned how to dress my body, all of a sudden, the love that I do have for clothes, it was kind of like a match made in heaven. And when I started working for Chico's, we didn't have mirrors in the fitting room. And women, everyone I talked to was like, oh my gosh, that would be the most terrible thing ever. But how many times do you go into a fitting room with this armload of stuff and nobody comes to check on you and you just, you know, nothing works. You just leave empty handed and sad. And that never happened because women had to come out to look in the big mirror. And it was kind of a fun, like girlfriend shopping experience for everyone. But we were trained to say, okay, your body needs a shorter jacket. Your your body needs wider pants, a different neckline, a longer necklace, whatever it was. And so I really kind of honed my styling ability, standing in a mirror at Chico's dressing regular women. And I just loved it. From there, I went to a high-end fashion boutique, which was a wonderful fashion education. But I don't love clothes. I love what clothes do for women. I love women who are struggling with their body image, women who are um, you know, feeling frumpy, women who don't know how to dress their post-kid body. I love that woman. And in that environment, she just wasn't there. So after that, I went to Gap Maternity where I got my woman crying in a fitting room again, right? I mean, Aww, she yeah. was dressing like this alien in our in our body. I love that woman. I love using clothes to make her feel great about herself. And then I stayed home with my kids, my first daughter. And I learned I'm a terrible stay-at-home mother. I'm just not cut out for it. So I started selling jewelry at one of those like direct sales party plan kind mm-hmm. of things. The only thing I'm worse at than being a stay-at-home mom is being a direct seller because I would never want to ask people to buy anything. I hate that. I was terrible. But when I did have a jewelry show, I would teach women how to dress their body with jewelry. Like if your neck is short, wear longer earrings. If you don't like how short your fingers are, wear an oval ring, all those little tips. And women would say, well, can you dress me? Can you come shopping with me? Can you go through my closet? And one day I was kind of standing in front of this group of women. I'm like, wait, that's the business. Like that's the business right there. Not begging people to have a show Mm -hmm. in their living rooms on a Sunday. Like, no, I, I have this skill that I could do. So I started out as Northern Virginia's what not to wear. I'm sure... Lots of women are familiar with that show where the people yes, come over to your to house. Watch that all the time. Yes, yes. And they make you cry and they throw away your stuff. And that's <laughs> what I used to do, minus the crying part, right? So I would go into a woman's home and I would make her try on literally everything she owned. We would figure out what worked, what didn't, and what we needed to add to make the perfect wardrobe. And then I would take her shopping and I would teach her how to shop. A lot of women don't know how to shop. We think that it's something that women are just sort of know, born knowing how to do but we're not. It's not a skill that a lot of women have. So I did that and uh, my business just took off. I was booked constantly. But in a service business, you there's a point where you can't clone yourself. You can't work anymore. You can't charge anymore. I mean, I felt like I was charging these ridiculous prices, which I felt was still a good value for what women were getting. But I really always want to serve real women. And I was kind of pricing myself out of that. So I thought, well, what can I do to serve more women, to help women 
get dressed easily, love the way they look, save time, save money. So I started creating these capsule wardrobe books, uh, guides, which is a seasonal ebook, and it shows women how to put together the perfect wardrobe for the four seasons. So right now I'm currently working on winter and it's 34 pieces. It shows you how to combine them to make like a hundred, last count it was 184 outfits. Wow. We give women, yeah, we give women the shopping links to buy all the pieces. Like you don't even have to leave your house to know how to put together this perfect mix and match wardrobe. So that's kind of what I do now. And now I'm able to serve thousands of women all across the world and not sit in crazy traffic anymore. So yeah. that's kind of, yeah, that's how I got to where I am now. That's amazing. I love that story. I love that you were able to kind of have that light bulb moment of like, okay, I don't need to be doing this for somebody else. I can do this as my own business. And and I love the quote I wrote it down as you were talking about, you know, I don't love clothes. I love what they do for women. Yes. I think that's so powerful because everything you said, I resonate with, you know, I've had two kids and I've gone from being super fit and athletic and running all the time and had being at what my idea of like a, the best version of me to mom body who doesn't go to the gym very often. And, you know, when I quit teaching, I now live in stretchy pants and comfortable clothes. And so I know that feeling of walking into a dressing room and there's nobody there except you and like the 18 year old that helped you bring your clothes in. And then she goes behind the counter and sits and just feeling defeated, you know? And I think that it's, it's really powerful when somebody can be there to show you what looks good on you and can show you and walk you through that process of, you know, don't wear this, wear this. And here's why not just don't, but here's why. And I think that's really cool that you're doing that for women. I think that's so powerful. Well, you know, Diana Vreeland, who was a former Vogue editor once said, it's not about the dress. It's about the life you live in the dress that matters. And I hold on to that quote. Like that is my guiding force. I should paint it on the wall. But I think that a lot of women and myself included, I have two kids. I've been through that, what I call the frump slump. Mm-hmm. We get to a point where we don't have the dress to live the life we want to live. Mm-hmm. And I have had clients who have skipped their friend's weddings. I have had, I had a client call me a couple of years ago in December and she was in tears and she got my name from a friend of hers. Her husband was taking her on this weekend trip to New York and she didn't want to go. And they were like staying at the plaza and like, it was the ultimate Christmas time, New York trip. And she didn't want to go because she didn't have any clothes to wear. And when you start pulling away from life because you don't have the pants, Mm -hmm. then the pants matter, right? If you start pulling away from life because you don't have the dress, then it is the dress that matters. So I really want to encourage women to have the clothes you need to live the life you want to live. So when those things do come up, you're not like, oh, do I have to go to a holiday party? No, you're mm-hmm. excited. You're excited to go out and see people and you're like, dang, I've got a great outfit. I can't wait to show it off. And you're right. I mean, customer service is a whole other topic that we could right. talk about, but it is just a wasteland to try and find help in stores these days. It really mm-hmm. is. And women are not, women who work in stores, they're not trained to know what looks good on something. I mean, it's just, this is cute this is cute. Okay. We need to get beyond cute and, and say, okay, this is good for you mm-hmm. and the life you live and the body you have. I mean, sure. I mean, are stiletto heels cute? Yeah, I guess, but I don't own any because they hurt. 
<laughs> and I don't go anywhere, right? I right. Mean, so, so we have to get away from, oh, this is cute and really talk about what is cute for the life you live, the body you have, and how you want to present yourself to the world. And, you know, I also have, I used to get dressed every day and go to work in very, very image conscious environments. And now I stay home. My husband and I both work from home full time. We've moved to a small town. Like I have no reason to get dressed Mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. But here's what I know. There is a mindset shift that happens when you get dressed and look the way you like. Mm -hmm. And you look and you're like, I look cute. Even if you're in a cute sweatshirt and cute yoga pants, there is a mindset shift that happens. And so many women are robbing themselves of that mindset shift every single day. It's so true. And I don't think we think about that enough because too many times we are focused on, well, other things like our children. I know for me, a lot of times it's in the morning, it's chaos. It's lunches and getting kids dressed and teeth brushed and breakfast eaten and all that kind of stuff. And the last person, like I've walked out of the house in my house shoes because I literally am like, oh yeah, I don't have time for me. But when I take the time and I put on makeup and I fix my hair and I actually put on an outfit that like I put on dress pants the other day for the first time since I quit my teaching job. And I was like, I forgot how good these feel and like how good they make my butt look and like, you know, things like that. And I'm like, why don't I do this more often? And I see these other women who, you know, when I go out running errands during the day and there's these women who are out and they're fully dressed, these cute outfits, and not that they are overdone, but they've taken the time to put on, you know, jeans and boots and a cute sweater and they put on makeup and even if their hair's not done, it's up in a cute messy bun or whatever they've done with it to make it, you know, look presentable. But they have a different confidence about them yep. than I do when I walk in in my sweatshirt and yoga pants and tennis shoes because it was just quick and easy. So I think there's definitely something like the quote you mentioned about, you know, it's the life you live in the dress instead of the dress. It's that's so true. And I think that I need to remind myself to take that time for me to put in that effort to getting the clothes that fit and the and then taking the time to wear them because it's so easy to slip out of that habit. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. It is. It is really easy to slip out of the habit, but I will say, and I've seen this with so many clients that I've worked with, I go shopping with them and they want to reinvent themselves, right? Like you said, you put on dress pants for the first time in ages and you're like, 
wait, these aren't the soul crushing, uncomfortable pants I thought they were going to be. (laughs) But if the reality is that on a random Tuesday, you're not going to put on dress pants, don't buy the dress pants. So, you know, I know you can't see everything I'm wearing today, but I've got an olive green, like half sleeve sweatshirt over a a long sleeve t-shirt. I have on camo leggings and super duper cute sneakers. Uh, This is the life I live, right? Mm -hmm. I live a very, very casual life. My sneaker collection now way outpaces my heels by Mm -hmm. a long shot, (laughs) but I like the way I look everywhere I go. I think women have to reframe their idea of what dressing well means. Dressing well does not mean dressing up. It just means having really cute things that you love for the life you really live. I don't I don't need dress pants ever. I mean, my church is casual. My job Mm -hmm. is casual. When I do speaking engagements, I have a few things. I love dresses. So I have a few of those. I always have a little bit of that in my closet. But the reality is, you know, if I'm on a Thursday and the only place I'm going is like taking my mom to the doctor, I do like to dress up a little bit. I like to put myself together, but I'm not going for the blouse and the blazer. I just make sure that I have really... And it goes, again, beyond cute. I have things that make me feel good for the life that I really live. Mm -hmm. And instead of just defaulting, like, I think we have this idea that it's either sheath dresses or sweatpants and there's no gray area. But we live in the age of athleisure. I mean, women have never, ever, ever had it so easy to look so good. Mm -hmm. I I, I read in Women's Wear Daily a couple of weeks ago that the sneaker market for women is actually outpacing sneaker market for men. And I walked into a DSW, you know, they always have that like front display mm-hmm. of yeah. like what's cool now. Right. It was all sneakers for women. So this is a moment like casual, comfortable is a moment, but it doesn't have to be sloppy and frumpy. It doesn't have to be. It can be super chic, super stylish. Um, you know, I just got a pop-up from Athleta on Facebook and there was this dress. I was like, oh, I have to have that. And you know, they showed someone like riding a bike in it. And I'm like, okay, well, probably not, but you know, because <laughs> I don't ride a bike, but no. whatever. But you know, the idea was you can have that look that you want and and still have that comfort and that utility that you really are going to go for. Yeah. Uh, I'm already feeling super inspired to like go declutter my closet and like figure out you know, the Marie kind of, what, what is work sparks, what sparks joy in there for me? And what do I just need to get rid of? Because it's just either not, doesn't fit right. It doesn't make me feel good or whatever. Um, so I want to go back to one thing you said when you were talking about your story and you mentioned the four body types and that Mm -hmm. once you learned those and you were able to help women sort of dress for what fits their body type, can you walk us through really quickly? Like what are the four body types and maybe some tips for each one? Absolutely. So on my podcast, which is the Everyday Style School, I have episodes two through six where I talk about body types in detail. So I talk about body type basics in episode two, and then each body type has its own episode. So I'll give you a quick overview, but if you really want to dive in, go check those out. And I'll have that linked in the show notes. So anyone that wants to go listen to those, that'll be in today's show notes as well. Perfect. So there are, I have a book that has like 12 body types. I have one that has 16. I have one that has four, eight. I mean, depending on who you're talking to and who you're listening to, there are like a million different body types. I go just kind of with the basic four because there are so many variations that it would be impossible to cover them all. So for me, it is the hourglass, which is the same on top and bottom, right? With a waist that is much smaller. So basically your bust matches your hips and you have a well-defined waist. 
Then we have the rectangle who is also similarly sized on top and bottom. Her bust is equal to her hips, but she is not well-defined through the waist. She's pretty straight. There's not much of a curve there. Then we have the pear body type, which is bigger on bottom than it is on top. So your bust measurement is going to be considerably smaller than your hip measurement, and you probably do have a well-defined waist. Then there is the apple, which is bigger on top than on the bottom. So the bust measurement is probably the biggest, if not the waist measurement is the biggest, and the hips are probably pretty relatively proportionally small and narrow. Yeah. And the one thing I can tell women on all of this is, first of all, you need to know your body type. You need to know what all of those things mean. Uh, a lot of women I work with say, oh, I'm a pear or I'm an apple. And I say, okay, well, why are you an apple? Because I, my tummy is bigger than it used to be. Okay, well, we're not talking about what you used to be versus now we're talking about the proportion mm-hmm. of the hips and the waist and the bust slash shoulder measurement. So you've got to accurately know your body type. The second thing I would say is dress first to show off the part you love. I think women get dressed to hide the parts they don't love. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we could play that. That could be a race to the bottom of the barrel, right? I, I hate everything about my body. I'm not as skinny as I used to be. My body changed since I had kids. Find the thing you like and show that off. Find the thing you like and dress that first then cleverly disguise the things you don't like. So, you know, I know a lot of my pear-shaped women, instead of covering everything up in this huge oversized top and big baggy pants, pears usually love their shoulders and their arms and their neck. Don't throw a huge giant turtleneck that just shows everything off. Hourglasses, even if you're not as small as you used to be, they like their waist. They like that their waist is smaller. Dress for that first. When you're focused on the thing that you like and highlighting that, all of a sudden you do start that kind of self-love, body love, body positivity, rather than thinking, oh, it's all just terrible. I'm going to cover it up with a giant potato sack and call it a day. That has never been an effective strategy for anyone to love their body. Just throwing on oversized stuff and covering everything up, nobody has ever frumped themselves into body positivity into real changes, into self-love or to liking the way they look. That's just not how it works. So find the thing you love, show that off first. Oh my gosh. That's so good. I hadn't, I hadn't heard that said that way before, but it makes total sense. And I know for me, like I, I do, I tend to go first to what do I want to hide, you know? And so I'm like, okay, I don't love my arms. So how can I hide my arms or how can I, you know, hide my mom's stomach and things like that. But there are definitely things about me that I, I like to show off and I just don't ever think that that second thought to whatever's right. going to make me feel good. But Right. That's, yeah. that's how women get dressed is we go, okay, let's cover up the terrible things first and then let's show off. The, but when, once you've covered up everything that you don't love as much as you used to, for most of us who are in our 30s and 40s, okay, a lot of us are going to cover up everything. You know, <laughs> yeah. I love my legs. I don't love them as much as I did when I was 20. You know, yeah. I mean, they, they have changed. They have, they've carried two kids. They've, they, they're different, mm-hmm. but I still love them. So I wear skirts an awful lot. I wear leggings an awful lot. And then I focus on the part that I wish, not even that I wish were di- different, but I cleverly disguise the parts I don't love. But I always focus on that part you love first. It is such, it's a simple mindset shift, but it'll completely change your wardrobe. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Hey photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Oh, okay. I think I'm going to like write that on my mirror in the bathroom when I get dressed in the morning from now on. Oh, I love that. I think that's a great reminder. And again, I think it just all comes back to too, like looking at your clothes a little differently and going, okay, these pants, like I'm more hourglass shaped and I tend to wear things that turn me into like a rectangle because my stomach is bigger than I want it to, but I do have that defined waist. And so I'm like, okay, what can I do? What what clothes do I already have that I'm not wearing because I feel like that it's, you know, maybe it's too snug in the waist, but really it's showing off that definition there. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to make me reevaluate what I have in my closet. That's going to, that's exciting. (laughs) I love that. And the other thing I want to say about that is that women tend to use clothing as a reward for hitting whatever goal it is. And I will tell you, your wardrobe is a much better catalyst for real change than it is a reward. And I can't tell you how many women I've worked with who, excuse me, have for some reason or another put off working together until they've absolutely had to, right? Mm-hmm. They've said, oh, I've wanted to work with you for a while, but now I'm going back to work and I have to. And so we go and we shop and we get them this, this wardrobe and inevitably, and this is a whole different subject, but women are wearing clothes that are way too big. We have a totally different mind mirror than we have like an actual mirror and we have to stop shopping with the mind mirror. So we put them in clothes that actually fit. We put them in clothes that highlight the good parts. And then three months later, they'll say, we need to shop again. I've lost so much weight that none of these things fit me anymore. And they've been struggling like, oh, I'm going to work with you once I lose the weight. Once I lose the baby weight, we'll work together. Okay, great. But again, you can't frump yourself into a better body, right? You don't, it it is when you start 
loving the way you look, regardless of your size, regardless of if you've still got that mom tummy, love the way you look. And then you start making those changes. Use your wardrobe as a catalyst for change. And whether that is having a different body or achieving what you want in business. You know, I tell my business clients all the time, dress like somebody is paying you. Dress like you're going to see a client at Starbucks. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, when I come down and I I usually start work around 4.30 or 5 in the morning and I am in my pajamas because I don't want to wake up my husband at that time. Mm -hmm. But there is a mindset shift again that happens when I go upstairs and I put on, even if it's athleisure clothes that make me feel cool and chic and put together. And then I come downstairs, I'm like, oh, I am good at this, right? So there's, there's something about using your wardrobe to reach your goals, letting that be a, a part of, of your team, basically how you feel about yourself every single day has a huge impact on everything you do, whether it is parenting, whether it is, you know, getting your pre-body back, your pre-mom body back, whether it is reaching your business goals, get dressed like a person who's going to crush that, that goal. Well, and something you said made me think too about, you know, a lot of people listening to this are business owners and we're working from home. I'm guilty of this a lot. So I go out to run errands and again, I put on whatever's comfortable or whatever I already have on for the day from that morning. And I just go out and I run errands. And a lot of times I don't have makeup on, my hair's not really done. I'm dressed comfortably and I don't feel great about myself. And my thought now is everywhere I go is potential for me to meet a client. Yes. Because I could be, and especially with coming from, so I shoot boudoir. I shoot women who want to feel confident and beautiful. And so if I'm talking to somebody that I meet in line at Hobby Lobby and I don't look like I value myself and I don't look like I'm taking care of myself, then why would she want to hire me to help her do that? So now that's a mind shift I need to make too. And the fact that not only am I dressing myself to make me feel good, but I'm dressing myself to represent my business now too. And not yes. that doesn't, like you said, it doesn't mean I have to wear, you know, business casual. I don't have to wear a suit and blazer. I don't have to wear dress pants every day, but just taking the time to put in the effort to make myself feel good will yeah. reflect in how willing I am to talk to somebody else, one for one. Yes, that's, that's yeah. really the thing. When you're standing in Hobby Lobby and you feel frumpy and bad about yourself, there is a, I don't know, 99% less chance that you're going to strike up a conversation about your business that is based on image. And even if your ba- business isn't based on image, you know, I'm thinking about like all these business coaches out there. If I ran into someone at, at Starbucks or Hobby Lobby, wherever, and she was dressed like she just rolled out of bed and she's like, I help women achieve their financial goals. Really put on pants, you know, I mean, come on. <laughs> If exactly. You wanna, if you want to show women how to get it all together and how to have it all, then you need to be that person. And again, we have to get rid of that idea that, okay, now I have to put on heels and a shirt that buttons and a belt. Okay. Belts are trendy right now. So go do that. But you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. I run around all winter long in basically sweatshirt dresses and leggings. And everywhere I go, people are like, you're always so put together. And I want to laugh and say, I'm in pajamas because I'm so crazy comfortable. Yeah right? But it really comes from, why not, if you're going to wear sweatshirts and leggings, just have cute ones in your closet. Yeah. That is it. I mean, seriously, that's it. That's all there is. Yeah. It doesn't have to be difficult. Yeah. No, I agree. I completely agree. And I think too, like, 
Yeah. Like there is that sort of mindset of that you have almost two categories. Like you said, you either have the super chic or you have the casual and there is that in between now. And we need to like really embrace the fact that you can create your own style yeah. Based on what feels, what you feel good in. There are no rules necessarily of what you have to wear to be quote unquote, you know, presentable in public. Like you get to define what your style is. It Without just, a doubt. Yeah. Which I love. And that's and, part of, you know, what I tell business owners all the time. I'm like, you get to create this business from scratch. It's yours to create. Yeah. And that goes with same thing with your style. I mean, and I, and I do branding sessions for other business owners and you know, I tell them like, they're always asking me, what should I wear? And I'm like, wear something that showcases who you are. You know, if you are, like you were saying, if you're not somebody who puts on a pencil skirt and a button down top to go meet a client, then don't put that on for your photos. Exactly. And so it's about finding, you know, what is your style? And I, so my question, my next question for you is this. So a lot of people listening either are wanting to transition from working a full-time nine to five job to running their business or have already done so. And I know for me, going from the teaching job to what I'm doing now, and obviously I taught elementary school, so it's a little more casual. We weren't expected to dress up every day necessarily, but I did. I wore dress pants. I wore, you know, you know, flats and heels occasionally. I would wear nice shirts. And then to go from that to being home every day, and working from home, it was a weird transition because I would go in my closet and I would see my work clothes kind of all pushed to the side. And I was living off this very small section of yoga pants and t-shirts and, you know, some, a couple cute things to wear out. And then over the last two years, my closet has transitioned to now it's almost all comfortable clothes and not work clothes, not Mm -hmm. the dressier stuff. And when I do have something to go do where I need to dress up, I don't have anything anymore. Mm-hmm. So what advice do you have for the woman who is leaving like a corporate job and now is going to be working from home, but her closet doesn't really match her new lifestyle, but she also doesn't want to live in pajamas all the time? Well, I think the first thing I want to talk about is you you made the comment that we have these these two things, right? This dressy wardrobe and this super casual wardrobe. But the thing is, the world has kind of met in the middle, right? I mean, everywhere you go now is fairly casual. There isn't, there are very, very few jobs now that require suits. And if, you know, if you're in one of those, you just have to wear suits. That's your option. Right. But the world has sort of met in the middle and yet our wardrobes haven't. And that is why we never have anything to wear for anywhere we want to go. Because we have- It's so true. It is. So- what and and one thing my capsule guides do my capsule guides were really designed they were designed for me let's let's face it we all as business owners we design for ourselves we do things right. for ourselves we are <laughs> our own ideal client so it was designed for me this woman who hates feeling frumpy more than anything i hate feeling frumpy and as a mother i hate feeling frumpy i believe i owe it to my daughters to show them what self care and self respect looks like yep. so i hate feeling frumpy I also hate being uncomfortable. I just, I won't do it. I do not sit here at my desk. There was an article in Real Simple about working from home and they had like all these great ideas of why you should get dressed. They had a $600 pair of loafers in there. No. (laughs) They had a $300 pair of wool pants. No. No. Like, no, 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 no. So my capsules are really designed for that woman who wants that comfort, wants that casual polish. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's really about. It's about 
you can have jeans and a t-shirt. Why not have just bang in jeans that make your butt look amazing and make you feel like a million bucks and a super cute graphic tee that shows your personality. Mm -hmm. And then you need to get on a stage somewhere. You throw a pair of booties and a blazer over it. Good. You know, you're going to a PTA meeting or or running errands. You throw a cardigan and sneakers on. You're good. There are so many things that do exist in that gray area. We just have to feel more comfortable with that gray area. Yeah. And we have to, there's another quote I'm going to share and it's by Tom Ford, designer for Gucci. And he said, and I'm totally paraphrasing this one about giving up a tiny bit of physical comfort to gain a lot of psychological comfort. Like when you put on those, those dress pants, there was a psychological comfort and confidence that comes. So yes, most of the time I do sit at my desk in pants with a real button and a zipper, like actual jeans. Could I be more comfortable in sweats? Probably. But for me, that's kind of just a reminder to keep it pulled together a little yes. bit more, right? Yes. Now, I don't wear super stiff, uncomfortable jeans. I do. I, I try and meet in the middle. But we have to be okay existing in that gray area and also letting go of what doesn't serve you. So mm-hmm. how long have you been out of teaching? Can I ask? Um, this is going on my third year. Okay. The things that you were wearing, you probably don't want to wear anymore. No. When you hit that three to five year mark, that stuff is done. You're tired of it. Mm -hmm. So if there are any really great building blocks or basics, pull those out, pull those out and work them into the wardrobe that does suit you today. And then let everything else go. You're not, a lot of women don't want to let things go because they've spent the money on it. Right. Okay. You're not getting it back. I mean, it doesn't grow in value sitting in your closet. That Ann Taylor sweater set does not grow in value being ignored for 10 years. Just right. let it go. Pick the things that that really suit you right now. Make sure you have outfits. I, I do this exercise with my clients and I say, okay, where do you go? Let's look at like a three-month calendar. Where do you go? And mine would include like networking events, speaking events, church, mm-hmm. PTA. Now, what do you want to wear for those things? What do you want to wear? And then we kind of map out outfits. Do you have those pieces? Because if you don't, put them in there. And then you're not so doing smart. that like nine o'clock PM emergency shopping at Macy's. Have you done this one? Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> like when you're crying and sweating and you are willing to spend anything not to be mm-hmm. naked. Yep. And those pieces never become favorites that, you know, they're usually uncomfortable. They're just like something to get you through. Yep. I don't, I don't believe in that. I think your closet should dress you for like 95% of your life. And those outliers that come at you, you can go shopping for those, but your, your life should be represented in your closet. And that's when you can go in there. Literally, I could go in there for anything you throw my way and pull out an outfit that I absolutely love. Yeah. And then I enjoy that thing a whole lot more. So I, you know, I, I think it's about finding that gray area, figuring out how you want to look for the places you really go, making sure you have those pieces, and then letting go of everything else that's not working. Oh my gosh. I love the idea of looking at your calendar because that, that's so true because I will do that all the time, I'll go, oh my gosh, I've got a bridal show next month and I want to look presentable. What do I have? Or I've got a networking event or a women's luncheon, you know, that I want to go to. And I, it's last minute and Mm -hmm. I live out in the middle of nowhere. So for me to make a nine o'clock run to a store, it's probably going to be a target. And so (laughs) options are limited. And I always end up disappointed with what I get. It's so true. I love the idea of looking at the calendar like that. I'm definitely going to do that for my own schedule because it's so smart. 
one of the cl- the questions I used to ask my clients when we were working one-on-one was look back over the last few months, was there anywhere you went where you didn't love what you were wearing? And the answers are so telling. Like someone said, I wore like brown pants to a bridal shower. And I'm thinking about all these ladies in these dresses at a bridal, bridal shower mm-hmm. and how frumpy my lady felt in her brown pants. So look back and say, what did I not love? What did you not love? And then look ahead and say, what do I have coming up? And how do I make that different? I would love to live in a world where we go, you know what? What I wear doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But the reality is I think for most women, it really does. Yeah. We feel better when we like the way we look. And again, that doesn't mean you have to get dressed up. If you are a jeans and a sweater kind of girl, just buy jeans and sweaters you love. Don't buy things that you think you should wear. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you like wearing brown pants to a bridal shower, go for it. You're probably going to feel good in those. But we do, we like things more. We have more fun. We are more open, more confident when we like the way we look. So I just really always want to encourage women to put the things in your closet that are going to help you like the way you look. Have those go-tos, those fallbacks. Like mm-hmm. if nothing else works for this bridal event, I'm going to wear this. And it's so much easier. I talked about this on my podcast last, my last episode, that it's much easier to find something you want to wear when you already have something you could wear, right? It's kind of like, it's easier to find a job when you have a job, easier to find a boyfriend when you have a boyfriend, all that good stuff. Like if you, (laughs) if you have a backup, you'll find stuff for days that you want to wear. And if you feel good, if you feel confident at that bridal expo, you're going to show yourself best. Mm -hmm. I was talking to one woman about networking. And she said, I'm so shy. I don't like to be noticed. So all she wore was, wore was like gray and black. It takes a lot to get me off my couch and out at night. A lot, right? So mm-hmm. if I'm going to a networking event at night, I want to be noticed. I want that to turn into something. Like, why would you want to go and fly below the radar right. and have no one remember who you are? Like, that's just a waste of gas money and, and time that I could be spent like watching Netflix. Yeah, the so, whole point is to be remembered. <laughs> the whole point is to be remembered. <laughs> so wear things you love. And I also think, you know, for your client, your listeners who are business owners, you can use your wardrobe to connect with your ideal client a lot faster. Yeah. If I walk into a networking event and I am in my leather leggings and my sneakers and, you know, a cool sweater, the people who like that look are going to gravitate toward me. You know, if you do branding for people, there's a person whose aesthetic matches better with yours. Mm -hmm. Let your clothes say something about who you are and, and find the people who want to work with the person that you are. Oh, my gosh. Like I'm already so inspired right now. Like oh, just good. through all this, I'm, I'm already thinking like, okay, I'm going to go through my closet. I'm going to go do some shopping. I'm going to find some jeans that I love because I yes. don't love the jeans that I have. Uh, I'm not going to tell my husband how much I spend because of you though. <laughs> you know what? I, yeah. Husbands usually love me when we talk about the clean, cleaning out the closet part. <laughs> yes. And then they're a little less of a fan when we talk about the rebuilding part. Mm-hmm. Although I will say most husbands that I've come across just really want their wife to feel good about herself. Yeah. You know, and I've heard so many women are like, oh, my husband's going to kill me. And then the husband's like, no, just go do what you need to do, right? Feel good about yourself. Yeah. Your, your husband wants you to feel beautiful because when you feel beautiful, you're a better wife. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I want my husband to go put on the good jeans. Happy wife, happy life. That's right. That's yep. right. So, okay. I have two more things I want to talk about. One is I've been looking at the sign you have behind you where it says, if you don't love it in the fitting room, you'll never wear it. It reminds me of, so I think I was like maybe 
in college or early 20s. It was towards the end of Oprah's uh, TV show. And she did a show. She was talking about just how she's lost weight, gained weight, lost weight, gained weight, and how she doesn't always love getting dressed, even though she has to look nice on the show and at an event. And so... I think they did a whole episode on like going into her closet and looking at what she owned and and all these things. And one of the things that she said that has stuck with me all this time was that her rule is when she tries something on, it's either a love it or a hate it. Yes. There is no gray area. If there is not a heck yes, it is a hell no. Exactly. You know, there is the cost of a garment doesn't make anything fit you more, flatter you more, or make you love it more, you know? So when you're mm-hmm. putting on there, like, but it's only $20. Okay. But if you don't love it, you're never yeah. going to wear it. And that's a, wear, a waste of $20. That's $20 and you could then put towards a more expensive item that yeah. you really love. Or another $20 thing that yeah. you actually love. Those are out there too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you don't love it in a fitting room. And I know there's some things I was talking to someone the other day who they don't try things on in fitting rooms, which is kind of a big no-no for me. Um, but they don't love things in fitting rooms because of the lighting and they want their own shoes and blah, blah, you know, all that kind of right. stuff. And I do get that. But a lot of women that I work with and that I talk to are busy moms. And if it was hard for you to get in the store the first time, mm-hmm. it's going to be harder for you to get back there the second time to return it. Exactly. Right? So just suck it up. Let your kids crawl under the door at Target. Mine used to do that all uh-huh. the time. <laughs> you know, just... There And there are even times I'm really good at looking at an item and I pick it up. I've been dressing women for 20 years, knowing how it's going to fit my body, knowing if the color is right, the neckline, all that good stuff, but I'll put it on and it's just cut a little bit weird, right? Mm -hmm. Where it doesn't fall right in the same place. And I always go, I'm so glad I tried it on. Yes. Don't bring things home that you don't love. No. This is how we end up with nothing we love in our wardrobe because we settle settle for, eh, it's fine. Yeah. But the problem with it is it's fine is that it's not fine. And you're going to be back shopping for that same item. So if you buy jeans and you go, oh, they're fine. They're not fine. And you're going to be back shopping for jeans in three months, six months when you want that great pair of jeans. So just commit to buying the good jeans in the first place. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't tell you how many times that I've been in a dressing room. And in fact, it was just the other day I was at Target of all places and I had about eight items in my dressing room. I was trying on a couple of jeans and a couple of tops. And I mean, within two seconds of trying to pull on a pair of jeans, I was like, nope, I can already tell I don't like the way the legs on this one. Like, you know, the, the skinny jeans, like some of them aren't, I don't know, they fit me weird around my ankles. And yeah. I'm like, nope, not even going to pull them all the way on because I don't like the way they fit. And yeah. then I just move on. And I, I've been shopping with friends before where they take forever in the dressing room. And I'm like, I'm in, I'm out. Because either I love it or I, it's going yes. back on the shelf. Yes. And that's yeah. helped me even though... Like there are things in my closet, obviously, that I don't love that I've either outgrown or that are just, they don't have their shape anymore and they don't fit the way they did when I first got it. But for the most part, I can go in my closet and most of my clothes, I like the way they fit. Now, I don't always, you mean, you always have that one where you put it on, you're like, oh, I'm just feeling kind of frumpy today. It doesn't, I don't love the way it looks on me today. But then the next time I wear it, I'm like, oh, this looks really good. (laughs) So there is that. But for the most part, I try to live by that rule of if I don't love it, it doesn't go in my closet. I I think that that is such an important thing and good job for you for doing that because when you commit to just buying things you only love, then you end up with a wardrobe you love. Mm -hmm. Funny how that happens, right? If you put in things that you're apathetic about or keep things that you don't like, then you end up with a wardrobe that you're apathetic about or don't like. So it is really kind of the first step, that first commitment is trying everything on. And if you don't love it, simply don't buy it. Yeah. 
It's pretty, I mean, that's kind of an easy one. It's simple. But, uh, it sounds almost too simple when you right. think, you know, people are like, they, if they feel like it has to be difficult. It's not difficult. You just. No, it's not. It's not. And, yeah. you know, I really encourage women, go through that, that drawer of pajamas and loungewear, refill it with stuff that you like. Mm-hmm. Really stylish women aren't laying around in frumpy t-shirts and holy yoga pants that, that don't make them feel good. Start with cute pajamas, whatever that means to you. If you're somebody who likes like the little sets that button up in the monogram, not me, but buy those, right? Yeah. If you're somebody who loves, you know, comfy pants with wine glasses on them and cute t-shirts, totally me, buy those. But yeah. when you start, when you start every day and end every day in clothes that make you feel good, it just, it totally changes your perspective. And I always, I tell women when I'm talking about like teenagers and tweens and and self-image and all of this stuff, and they say, can I just let her wear what she wants? I always say, it's easier to like the way you look when you look the way you like. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So when you start, when you start just by putting things on that you like, and you look in the mirror and you're like, I like this it is easier to like the way you look. And that I think applies to my 11-year-old daughter as much as it does to my clients who are in their 50s and 60s and still struggling Mm -hmm. to like the way they look. Start with just looking the way you like, whatever that means to you. Yeah. Don't settle for, eh, it's fine. Eh, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Stop buying the utilitarian gray sweater because it'll go with everything. Buy that crazy color that you love. Yeah. That's how you build a wardrobe that that you truly love. Well, and I've started trying to do this with my, so I've got two daughters and my oldest daughter dresses herself and now she wants to dress the younger one. And she, my oldest one, Brindley's her name. She has always loved dressing herself and she used to go in her closet and she would lay out what she called her design. And it would be like the pants and the shirt and the shoes and she'd accessorize and she used to have like a little, um, like play hair set with like a hair dryer and a straightener. And she'd like lay the hair dryer next to the little person on the floor. (laughs) And, but she has always had really great style. Like I've never taught her how to dress herself. I never really, when we, we haven't done any, like we will go shopping together and we'll pick up things that we like, you know, but she has this natural way of putting together an outfit that sh- that's her style, that's completely all her, and it looks adorable on her. And she'll even like roll the jeans up a little bit at the bottom mm-hmm. so she can wear her little booties with it. And, and she'll like put on a little sweater over her shirt, you know, I'm like, it's all her. And there's been some times she'll come out and be like, mm, maybe we don't wear the purple heart pants with the red star shirt. Like, let's maybe try something else. But 90% of the time, she knocks it out of the park. And I'm like, I don't ever want to squash that in her because yeah. I feel like her personality is coming out in her clothes. She, even if it's something that's probably maybe not what I would put together in her closet. She came out the other day with these little jeans with butterflies on them. And then she had like a kind of a glittery, everything's glittery for girls, but this kind of glittery pink top. And again, it wasn't what I would have put together, but I could tell she was really proud of what she wore. And I was like, you rock it, girl. You, yeah. you go to school and you rock it because that's more important that you feel confident than what I think about your outfit. Without a doubt. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I take it one step further. And when they come down in the purple pants with the hearts and the glittery and everything, I go, I love your outfit today. Mm-hmm. And they go to school and the older one who's in middle school now, I mean, like her, her style is on point, but you know, grown 
through those early years, it was mm-hmm. crazy. It was absolutely, my kids have always dressed like colorblind clowns when they're little <laughs> and I just embrace it. They go to school and it's not like their teacher goes, oh my gosh, her mom's a wardrobe stylist. I can't believe, no, they know they dress themselves. Right. You know, they know. And I grew up a child of the seventies and eighties. And I look back and I <laughs> said to my mom one time, like, how on earth did you let us out of the house like that? Like, what were you thinking? And she said, <laughs> yes. And this is like, everyone should stop and write this down. It's wisdom from Sonia Mackey who said, well, you thought you looked great. Who was I to say different? Oh, right. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I mean, that that's impactful. And then we kind of talked about it a little bit more and she said, that's how you find your style. You yeah. figure out what you like to wear. But I just think this simple, well, you thought you looked great. Who am I to say different? And in our house, we have I have one rule and it's that the three B's must be covered, bellies, butts, and boobies. I don't want to see any of those. So that means for my daughter who is in middle school that we're not doing crop tops. Yeah. I don't want to see it. I really, truly don't want to see it. And, you know, if your shirts are too short and they're showing belly, no. If you they're really low cut and you're like, I'll throw a cami on. No, I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. So we come from the perspective of that's the rule. That's really the only rule. Beyond that, you do you. I mean, yeah. They have to figure it out on their own. And I was, I was doing a speaking engagement one day and I was kind of sitting with the women that I was going to be speaking to and we were joking and I was talking about my daughter dressing like insane that day, insane. And we were laughing and one mom said, oh, not me. If my daughter comes down and she looks whatever, I don't remember the word she used, I tell her to go right back upstairs and change. And I thought for a minute about this little girl who's one of her first impressions of the day is you don't look good enough. Yep. Okay, now go to school and feel confident. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was one morning I was standing in my mirror in my bathroom, doing my hair, make, makeup, whatever, and my daughter came in and all I could see her and all I could say is, wow, that's an outfit. Like that's all I could say because it was an outfit. <laughs> and she was five and she said to me, I know. Sometimes I put things together that people don't think go together, but then I look at myself and think, I look amazing. <sighs> If only we could have the confidence of a five-year-old right. wearing mismatched outfits. I mean, yeah. that is, that's my goal in life now is to have that confidence. My goal in life is to make sure she doesn't lose that confidence yes. and make sure that when she does, I'm not the reason. Yes. I'm not the reason. And I think it's wonderful that your daughter was born with innate style knowledge of how to do these things. But what I've seen over time is that my older one is understanding proportion and proportion is more important to style than just about anything else. But now she'll, you know, she'll say, okay, does this shirt need a skinnier jean or maybe I should try the crop? Like ah. she's, she's starting to see it. Yeah. With absolutely no input from me. Mm-hmm. I just buy the stuff. That's all. That's the only input that I have from my daughter's wardrobe is I buy the stuff with the 3B parameter. That's it. Mm-hmm. I like that 3B parameter. I'm going to have to use that in my house because, I mean, I, my, they're seven and three now, but as she gets older, I'm like, I'm going to have to remember that. And like today she walked out with some really cute little skinny jeans kind of like tight rolled at the bottom basically. And these little Converse shoes that have like this ruffly thing on them. And the top she had on matched the purple in the Converse. And she was so proud of herself for this little outfit, you know. And um, it just makes me so happy. Like, that's my ultimate goal. Because I struggled so much with confidence growing up. And I wish that I'd had someone like you when I was younger to come through and tell me, like, how to dress for my you know, body type or how to, you know, wear things that make me feel good. Because I think that that's where it starts is, like, with your middle school daughter and, you know, and girls who are growing up and keeping that confidence of, 
you look amazing because you put it together. It's your creation and it's what you feel good in. And who cares what anybody else thinks? Because you're going to go to school with people who feel amazing wearing dresses and you're going to go to school with people who feel amazing wearing t-shirts and, you know, athletic pants, whatever it is. And it doesn't matter as long as you feel confident and you feel confident saying, this is what I'm wearing and like it or not, this is, this is me. And so I just, I just want to keep that in my girls and I want to instill that in other, you know, other women so that they have that same confidence every single day. And yeah. And I think for my daughters, I really try not to focus on their body types. My older one has a body type just like me, which mm-hmm. is bigger on bottom than, than you are on the bigger on top than you are on the bottom. It is a difficult body type to dress. It is not super conducive to a lot of the styles that are out there right now. And I'm, I'm having to sort of stop myself a little bit like, oh, that's not, that's not flattering. What does flattering mean? Yeah. You know, what does that, what does that mean? Right now she's in a phase where she just likes the clothes that she's wearing and okay, for now that is totally fine. And when she wants to dress a little bit differently, she's got a mom that has a ton of knowledge about it, but I really, what we say to our daughters really matters, Mm -hmm. really matters. And it's funny, I'll talk to the clients sometimes when I'm having a challenging shopping trip and I'll say, you know, did you and your mom shop together? And just sort of start to pull out these things. And I hear a lot of, oh, my mom said I couldn't wear skinny jeans or my mom said I couldn't wear this or my mom said I should wear this for my broad shoulders or whatever it is. And those messages are so damaging. Yeah. Because all of a sudden they think they have to dress a certain way or that their body is wrong. And, you know, I love my mother and she is a, a, she is a guru and full of wisdom, but she did always instill in me this idea that my body type needed to be dressed specially or, mm-hmm. oh, that neckline, let's try this neckline. And it, it was always, it always made me feel a little bit bad. Mm-hmm. And it, granted, she has the same body type that I have. So she knows how to dress that body. And looking back, like she always said, oh, raglan sleeves, raglan sleeves are the best on you. Here I am 45 years old and I just swoon over every raglan sleeve <laughs> sweater I find because it is best for me. So she yeah. knew, but we just have to be really careful to couch these messages of this is how you should dress your body. Mm-hmm. Um, because they don't, I don't think little girls need to know that at, at this point. No. You know, I think that that is, I had a woman buy me, buy her daughter a session with me and her daughter was 17 and a 17 or 18 and her daughter, we went shopping. She had no idea why she was on this shopping trip, but her mom emailed me and she said, I want her to learn how to dress her body. And we went to American Eagle and this girl's 17, 18 years old. She wants to wear what her friends are wearing. Right, yeah. That's the most important. And she put on these shorts and you know, do short shorts on an extreme pear-shaped body look the most traditionally flattering? I would say no, but I said, how do you feel in those? She's like, these, I feel amazing in these. These are the best shorts I've ever tried on. And, and then her mom the next her, yeah. day sent me a, a nasty, nasty email about how did you let her buy those things? Mm. And I said, well, she loved them. She felt great. That's my goal in life. Like to help a woman feel great. Yeah. It's, it's not to only help her buy the shorts that are perfect for her... No, it is at the end of the day, do you feel great in what you're wearing? Because when you do, women are unstoppable when we feel great about ourselves. Absolutely oh, unstoppable. It's so true. Oh my gosh. I, there's been, like, I could talk to you for hours. I feel like this has been so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise and wisdom and insightful ideas. 
So where can people find you? How can they follow you? Tell us about your podcast. And then, of course, I'll link all these in the show notes. But go ahead and tell us where they can get in touch with you. So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. Both of those are Everyday Style with Jen. If you really want to hang out with me, come to my Facebook group, which is the Everyday Style Lounge. You can just search that on Facebook. I'm in there quite a bit. Um, my website is youreverydaystyle.com. You can get to the podcast from there, from to the Facebook group. You can get everything. And then also we're going to put a link in the show notes for your listeners to grab my free mini capsule wardrobe guide, right? So yes. it is. it shows you how to make 30 days worth of outfits out of just 10 pieces. So if you want to pare down your wardrobe, have that like perfect, effortlessly stylish mix and match wardrobe that every woman always wants, I'm going to give it to you for free. So just head on to your, to your website and grab it. Yay. Well, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. I would love to have you back on another time. We can dive a little deeper into all the amazing wisdom that you have. Cause again, I feel like we just kind of scratched the surface. So I, <laughs> I would love to have you back again. Yes, yes. This has been such a fun conversation and I'm happy to come back anytime. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. A huge thank you again to Jennifer. I just loved this interview. There were so many little bits of wisdom and things you could just pull out of that and run with in your own life. In fact, I was going back through looking for some little quotes to pull out and I had so many different quotes that I couldn't pick one to choose that I wanted to use for the episode quote. So it, there was just so much information in this. I know it was a longer episode, but I think it was so worth it. And I love that we dove into raising girls and what that means fashion-wise and body image-wise and all the things that come with that. And that's such a huge part of what I am about in this podcast is not just business, it's motherhood. And I'm raising two daughters. And so it's not just about how I dress, but it's about teaching them how to dress for themselves to feel good about themselves as well. And I will say that again, after listening or after doing this interview with Jennifer, I implemented a lot of things we talked about in my own life. And so I did go shopping and I did find a couple of jeans that I really love how they fit and how they look and how I feel in them. I've started ordering from Stitch Fix, which I love and I will link to in the show notes. If you want to try Stitch Fix, you can, if you haven't used it before, it's like a subscription service where you have a personal stylist that sends you outfits and you can do monthly or every other month or every couple months or just a few times here and there. And I've been so impressed. I've had two boxes now and I've been so impressed with the things that I'm getting from them. It's things that I would never really go into a store and buy for myself, but it's really cute things. And so for example, the other day, you know, I mentioned in this episode that I do wear a lot of yoga pants and the other day I was like, you know, I, I love my yoga pants. <laughs> They're so comfortable. And I had on a pair of little Capri ones that had a cute little kind of cutouts down the sides. And I wanted to put a cute top with them. And through Stitch Fix, I had received this sort of plum purple three-quarter sleeve kind of cinched on the side and tied little top. And it almost looked like a little athletic athleisure wear top. And so I put it with my yoga pants and I put on some really cute little sneakers with them. And it just looked really cute. It looked more put together than it would have if I had just thrown on a sweatshirt or a t-shirt. And those are things that I normally would not have given much thought to. But after this conversation with Jennifer, a lot of the things that she mentioned have resonated with me and really stuck with me. And I think about in the mornings when I go into my closet, even if I'm just dropping my kids off at school and running errands all day, I think about what am I 
putting on? How do I want to feel today? What version, like, how do I want to represent myself today to the rest of the world? And so this interview has not only been an amazing interview just to do because she was incredible, but it really has impacted my own personal life. And so I'm so excited to get this out there for y'all to listen to because I'm excited to hear what your thoughts are on this episode. So head over to the Girl Means Business Facebook group and let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know what you loved about this episode. If there were any little pieces that really jumped out at you that resonated with you personally, I want to know more about your thoughts on how we dress and how it affects our attitude, our mood, and the way we carry ourselves in different situations. And as always, you can head over to today's show notes at girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash episode 43 and get all of Jennifer's links. Go check out her podcast, download your free wardrobe guide that she has for you, and then go follow her on social media. I think she's going to have some really inspiring stuff coming out for us to follow. So go check her out at today's show notes. All right, guys, that does it for today's episode. I hope you have a wonderful week. I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. If you loved today's episode, don't forget to click the subscribe button so you never miss when a new episode goes live. Then head over to iTunes and leave a quick review to let other people know just how much you loved it. Thanks, ladies. See you next week.